Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This is a podcast extra from Nature, and it's a little bit different from what you might be used to hearing from us. This is the story of a man called Marty who is enrolled in a clinical trial for early-onset Alzheimer's. It's emotional, and it touches on living with Alzheimer's and death, so bear that in mind before you listen on. I want you to imagine the flip of a coin, a coin that tells you your future. Heads, you win. Nothing fancy, healthy life and average life expectancy. But tails, tails is a different story. A shortened life, a nasty disease that drags on, losing everything you value about yourself. Would you flip the coin to find out, or live your life never knowing but always wondering? I did not want to find out my gene status, uh, mostly because I wavered. There were days that I wanted to know and days that I did not want to know. And also my wife and I were just on the same page that as long as we were uh, happy, we didn't want Alzheimer's to steal any more joy then than it would eventually. Marty Ryswig is 43 and lives in Boulder, Colorado. His family is peppered with Alzheimer's. Marty's grandfather died from it in his late 40s. He was one of 14 siblings. 12 of them had Alzheimer's and had died by their early 50s. Marty's dad, who'd seen his father, aunts and uncles succumb to this terrible disease, was terrified of developing it himself. One morning he was really frustrated because he couldn't find his keys and he always hangs his keys in the exact same spot and he needed to leave for work. And um, he finally went and got my mom and was like, where are my keys, where are my keys? And she went right to that hook and they were sitting right there on that hook. And um, she handed them to him and he just looked at her and said, I have it, don't I? And she nodded and they cried together. Marty and his relatives had to say a very slow and very long goodbye to his dad. During that long goodbye, you are mourning different losses um, from now he can no longer tell stories of his childhood or now he can no longer tie his shoes or now he can no longer feed himself. Um, And the whole time, um, you're just watching this person fade away that that you absolutely love. And um, there's absolutely nothing you can do. Um, to slow it down uh, or stop it. The double whammy, if you will, uh, for me was watching him go through it, knowing that I might have the same fate. Marty's father, grandfather and other relatives all carried the PSEN2 gene mutation, one of three mutations which cause early onset Alzheimer's. 
If a person carries any one of those gene mutations, they will go on to develop Alzheimer's. It's a cruel disease with no cure. In Marty's case, because his dad had the gene mutation, that means Marty and his brother each have a one in two chance of carrying the gene mutation themselves. Let that sink in. A one in two chance. A 50-50 likelihood of starting to lose your cognitive faculties in middle age. A 50-50 chance of dying of the same disease you watched your father die from and which took your grandfather before you were only one. You know, I'm not afraid of dying. I'm afraid of going into Alzheimer's. Like, I don't know what it's like in there. I, I don't know what my father was experiencing his last several many years. And even before he forgot who he was and where he was, prior to that, it's torture as well. Um, you know, one day I <clears throat> took my father skiing and we didn't talk about his Alzheimer's very much. He was definitely symptomatic at this point. He could still ski, but he could not drive. And as we sat there going up the mountain, I just decided to broach the subject with him and ask him, Dad, what's it like to be you right now with Alzheimer's? And he thought for just a few seconds and he just looked at me and he said, it's prison. You can probably understand why Marty and many of his family are desperate for scientists to better understand the prison of Alzheimer's. In the hope of moving science forwards, Marty, his brother and his dad joined Diane, the dominantly inherited Alzheimer network. Diane represents 300 families around the world with one of the three gene mutations which cause early onset Alzheimer's. In 2010, when Marty joined them, they were collecting observational data from those families. So there's a blood draw and then, of course, there are multiple you know, pokes and needles. Um, and there is a, <laughs> there are cognitive exams. Um, gosh, there's a basic physical. And then of course, one of the worst things is a spinal tap. Um, it, uh, they, they need our cerebral spinal fluid. Um, and so we get a, we get a spinal tap at the end of the, at the end of the vacation, if you will. <laughs> In amongst the brain scans, blood tests, spinal taps, 14 to date for Marty, there is one particularly crucial test, a genetic screen. Scientists would discover which participants carried the gene mutation that would ultimately mean they developed Alzheimer's disease. But although volunteers consented to the test, they were not obligated to find out the result. Marty did not want to know his gene status, but Marty's brother was keen to find out. And he actually found out he's negative, so he has the same chance as everybody else on the planet of getting late-onset Alzheimer's, but, uh, but he does not carry this gene mutation, and, and they literally threw, like, a extended life party. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it was like a birthday party, but, like, a I'm-not-dying-soon party. <laughs> no wonder it was a huge relief. Alzheimer's has proved stubbornly hard to treat. All clinical trials so far have failed to show convincing benefit. There are no good treatments to prevent or to reverse symptoms. What begins as forgetting where you put your keys, progresses to confusion and wandering off, not knowing who your wife or your children are anymore, and ultimately to death. That cognitive decline is the result of a cascade of pathological brain changes that can begin up to 25 years earlier. Super sticky bits of misfolded proteins, amyloid plaques, start to build up in the brain. They set off a chain reaction of inflammation and tangling tau proteins that lead to neurons dying. How exactly the damage is caused isn't clear, but the growing consensus is that previous drug trials have been starting much too late. 
In a disease that lasts a quarter of a century, most trials were targeting only the last decade, once symptoms had already started and that catastrophic neurological cascade was well advanced. But now many researchers think that the key to stopping Alzheimer's is to prevent the very first step in that fatal sequence. But it means taking a fairly radical approach, medicating people who do not actually have any symptoms at the moment. And that's where Marty and his family come in. We make absolutely incredible uh, study participants, what I like to call lab rats. Um, we, we, we truly believe that we make the most incredible lab rats on the planet for Alzheimer's research um, and therefore drug development. In the general population, it's hard to predict when someone might start developing dementia of any type. You have an increased risk over the age of 65, an even greater risk over 75 and more again at 85. But there are also people with no signs of amyloid plaque buildup or cognitive decline in their 90s. So when do you start giving someone medication to head off that disastrous neurological chain reaction? In Marty's family, by contrast, there is a relatively predictable decade when their symptoms begin. And so researchers can test interventions and know with some confidence whether they are effective. If symptoms are lessened or don't appear in this predictable decade, then something is working. Like Marty says, they're perfect lab rats. And when a clinical trial started back in 2012, Marty, his brother and his dad were all eager to sign up. I mean, it wasn't even a question. We just immediately signed up. We were like, yeah, absolutely, we want to help with this. Participants would be randomly assigned to take one of two antibodies, solanezumab or gantanerumab, or be in an age-matched placebo group. It was a big commitment to a disease he didn't have symptoms for and didn't know with certainty if he carried the gene mutation to develop. It's not just the fortnightly drug injections. Every year, every participant must have a full assessment. It takes three days and involves travelling to another city and being prodded and poked in a multitude of ways. And that takes a mental toll as well as a physical one. You're surrounded by the disease. You know, you're, you're talking about it. You're being tested on it. You're, you know, for, for three or four straight days, it really is fairly consuming. Um, it is a sob fest sometimes where I just... You know, you just have to sit in it and get through it because I believe why I'm there is important. But all that dedication felt wasted when the trial came to an end in 2020. The treatment groups were not showing any cognitive benefit. And worse than that, some volunteers were experiencing brain bleeds. That was a really tough day. Um, several of us in the study contacted one another um, it was a tough time. It's devastating. Um, you've put all this time and effort and hope into it. But then afterwards, there's also um, how do we dust ourselves up, off and pick ourselves up and, and move on? What's next? Marty's positivity was justified. It wasn't all bad news. Participants taking gantanerumab might not have done better cognitively, but they showed brain changes that offered some hope. Gantanerumab was reversing amyloid plaque buildup, as well as reducing other important measures that would have indicated neurodegeneration. The other good news was that although those taking the drugs didn't show improved cognitive skills, they didn't show worsening ones either. The complication was that the age-matched controls, who weren't receiving any drug, had also maintained their cognitive skills. This is perhaps because trial volunteers were so young for an Alzheimer's trial. But whatever the reason, it made it impossible to say that the antibodies were helping cognitive function directly. 
The trial wasn't halted entirely. Marty and the other trial participants were given the chance to join a non-blinded, open-label trial. The placebo and solanezumab arms of the trial would be closed, but people in those parts could begin taking gantanerumab instead. The FDA had weighed the risk of brain bleeds as a side effect of the medication against the certainty of developing Alzheimer's for those people who had the gene mutation and the hopeful halt in amyloid plaque deposits that gantanerumab appeared to show. So everyone who wanted to could take gantanerumab, but with one caveat. You had to have a gene mutation that would ultimately lead you to develop Alzheimer's. Marty, who had never before wanted to know his gene status, had a decision to make. Did he want to find out whether he carried the gene and be able to take the medication? Or did he want to leave the trial? Well, first of all, if I find out I'm gene negative, that's absolutely incredible. It's going to be mind-blowing for me. Um, you know, if I find out that I'm positive, again, I'm already living the life that I believe I should live, even if I do have an earlier termination deadline. Marty decided that it was time to find out his gene status, but he wanted to have some control over the process. The one thing he knew? He didn't want to be anywhere he needed to visit again when he got the call, so he hired an Airbnb with his wife. We figured, well, we'll either have the worst weekend ever or we'll have the best weekend ever. They settled themselves into the Airbnb and waited for that call. Uh, just like I had requested, the genetic counsellor just went straight to the bottom line and said, I'm sorry, Marty, but... And as soon as she said, I'm sorry, I knew her answer. And I just dropped my phone and cried, just cried hard. <sighs> just talked about how it felt so awful and unfair and difficult and um, just allowed myself to grieve hard about what I might miss. Um, and about how afraid I am. Um, and we just cried and cried and cried. Marty is now in that open-label trial and taking gantanerumab. The trial ends in 2023 and will report its findings then. Two other drugs which have shown plaque-clearing effects are also in similar fast-track trials. And in June last year, the FDA granted accelerated approval for Biogen's aducanumab, which is now marketed as Aduhelm. It's another antibody which clears plaques, but so far has shown no clinical benefits. For Marty, speeding up access to these drugs is crucial. You know, I'm, I'm 43, and um, that clock over my head is ticking. And I know that I'm not going to just suddenly pass... Uh, once I'm symptomatic. I watched my father and enjoyed my father, um, you know, living as full of a life as he could all the way until he couldn't. And so I look forward to that as well. Um, and frankly, the um, the drug study that I'm in is incredibly hopeful. Um, I know that there's been nothing but failures, it seems like, um, but there's got to be a breakthrough at some point, And so I believe that this might be it. Marty's positivity really knows no bounds. After we spoke for this piece, he emailed me to remind me to make the most of my life. And where others might look at their children and fear the genetic legacy they've been passed, Marty has found positive things even there. I love it that when I ask them if they're concerned about it, they say no. And when I ask why, they say, well, because of everything you and everybody is doing, surely they're going to get it figured out. And so they literally are just not afraid of it. And um, 
that's what I want. I want everybody on the planet to stop being afraid of Alzheimer's because we can delay it until we die of something else. That was Marty Ricewig. This episode was narrated and produced by Lorna Stewart with a little bit of editing from me, Nick Petrichow. If you want to read more about Marty's story, check out the feature article linked in the show notes. You'll also find links there to organisations that can offer support if you or your loved ones are living with Alzheimer's. Hold up, what was that? Boring, no flavour. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.